Welcome back to Retail Therapy, the Sunday Scaries podcast feed. My name's Will DeFries, my co-host right next to me, Barrett Dudley. Barrett, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. I just got back from Colorado yesterday. And the, the thing about coming back from Colorado is I feel like you, you get an automatic boost just by like, you know, going from 12,000 feet back to sea level. Mm-hmm. Those oxygen levels in your blood, they just they just pump right back up and you like, I, I feel like you, you don't have the same type of kind of travel lag that you do returning from, you know, New York or California or wherever else. I mean, you ha- did you have that Rocky Mountain high that they all talk about, Barrett? Uh, in the good way or the bad way? <laughs> I don't really know. I didn't have it in the bad way. <laughs> uh, there were multiple people that were dealing with altitude sickness. And so I, I, I took great joy in just like, you know, throwing around that I was built different because mm-hmm. it wasn't really affecting me in a, in a negative way. And, um, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a mountain guy. What else, what else can I say? Yeah. I mean, just... <laughs> You're just built for the mountain I'm life. I'm just built for the mountain life. That's, well, yeah. that's really all there is to it. Yeah. So. I mean, you're going to be wearing a lot of flannel and really generic denim, growing a beard this <laughs> fall. You're just going full mountain man. I might. I might. Uh, you know, every fall, I like to see if my beard growing abilities have gotten any stronger. They never do, but I like to check. So, Barrett, I'm kind of amazed that we've gotten all, like, we're almost at fall right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of amazed that we've gotten this far in such a quick amount of time just simply because. Like the entire reason that I even thought that retail therapy was going to be a viable thing was mm-hmm. because of the fall fashion episode that yeah. we did on Scaries for for a couple oh, years running. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of that was I believe our gift guide episode always did really well. And I was like, okay, this retail therapy thing makes sense. Now we're almost coming completely full circle now. It feels right. good. Yeah, it's really – I mean – the, these episodes have been great, but but with uh, with a new Taylor Swift album upon us and cooler weather heading down the pipeline, like it just it seems like it's it's really ready to to take off. I mean, twenty twenty was a year for me that had a lot of ups and downs as as it was for most of mm-hmm. us. I will say that a lot of the ups happened uh, when Taylor's albums were yeah. just dropping. <laughs> I was I was loving life. I remember I woke up one morning, folklore had just dropped on uh, on Spotify. Sally hadn't gotten up yet, and I just popped in the headphones and just laid in bed looking out the window, and I listened to it, and I was like, yep, yep, this tailors my speed. Yeah, and that's why you host a podcast called The Sunday Scaries. And, yeah, that's and, true. You know, that that's just very, it's, that's it right there. You just bottled up the ethos and... Yeah, I guess Folklore and Evermore were kind of the most Sunday Scaries albums that she's had so far. Yeah. I, I do think that whatever this one's called, Midnight's or whatever. Midnight's, yeah. <laughs> like, this one probably <laughs> has some Sunday Scary stuff to it. I was trying to think of 13 tracks that I could lay down that were all about my anxieties in the middle of the night. I think I think we could all make a pretty good album based on that. Yeah. Oh, Barrett. I mean, I, I don't even know where to start today because there's a lot going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. You just got back from uh, Colorado where you did not post any full kit pick. I've not yet. The, my my plan is, let's see, is this when is this episode going to come out? Wednesday? Yep. Wednesday, Wednesday, August 31st. That's correct. If if you tune in, if you follow me on on Instagram at Barrett Dudley, by the time you hear this episode, there will be a full a full post, not just stories, uh where where you'll get a full a full view head to toe of the, of the of the kit that I I put together for the wedding. The the truth is, um I I worked I worked hard on on my on on my outfit on on my look for the wedding, uh, but my partner Laura I, I think worked harder and ended up kind of besting me by a, by a long margin. <laughs> that um, is a ruthless move from Laura. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it, it was it was her time. It was her time. You know, uh, it's like and and I was I was happy to to let her get the 
to let her get the shine there. But but her her fit kind of dominated mine and was just it was just more more on point, more on the on the trend, on the aesthetic, on the the vibe of the of the wedding as a whole, which was um, you know, just outside of Telluride, in you know, just kind of like on this big plateau, like with just an absolutely gorgeous landscape in the background. And she just kind of, she, she nailed it. And, um, so I, I, you know, I was more excited to post her look than I was, was mine at the end of it all. I don't know the word that I want to use here, but I know that it's not the word eclectic because I would not, I don't want to describe your style as eclectic because mm-hmm. I think that gives it a connotation that it doesn't deserve, but you have a, a good way of putting together outfits with several different things that don't look alike. Like you don't have, you, you don't stay in one lane, which I like. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like you don't have certain, I mean, I mean, you might have certain colors that you think you gravitate towards, but for me, I don't think of a certain color and think, oh, that's Barrett. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you have this problem. Do, do, do you ever find Laura dressing like you? Dressing like me? Do you guys, have you guys started to dress more alike since, uh, I mean, since you've started living together, things like that? Because uh. Half the time, I feel like I will get dressed, and then Sally will come out of the, our bedroom like thirty minutes later, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." So we're both going gray bottoms, black top tonight, huh? <laughs> yeah, that that I I feel like that probably happens to a lot of couples. Just the longer you're together, the more the more the more those wavelengths are are just kind of the same. That you know, you're you're just you're thinking the same way. You know, how they say like people start to look like each other mm-hmm. over the years, mm-hmm. just like in the face. Yeah, you know, how does that happen? That that doesn't make any sense. But I, I so the, the, I feel like the same thing happens with the way you dress quite a bit because what what you're describing there, like you know, we each kind of walk out of the the bedroom, or whatever, and like look up, and we're wearing like the exact same color shirt. That definitely that definitely happens. But but as far as I, I mean, it, it's been many years that we've been together, and I feel like I am just now beginning to wield a little bit of influence on her overall style as a whole. See, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I, I can picture Laura being very strong when it comes to these things. So uh-huh. I, I get that. I think I always try to like insert my influence on Sally when I'm like, like, but she's really tired of me wearing so much black, which I haven't been doing nearly as much of lately since we're out of, uh, out of all just sitting around our houses all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the I think the biggest difference be- between the two of us, which, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening can, can also relate to is like, I'm the spender, she's the saver. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, so it's, it's taking a, a, taking a quite a while for me to like break down that wall and be like, it's okay. Like you're allowed to spend, like to buy something nice for yourself. See, I need to change the dynamic in my relationship. <laughs> I need to start being the spender so that I can start, like I can start dressing. Yeah. I guess I try to dress now, but I don't dress nearly as much as I want to. It's, uh, an expensive habit. That, that's for sure. <laughs> Before we get into today's episode, we do have some announcements. First and foremost, this is important. Our YouTube channel, we officially have a good URL, a certified good URL, youtube.com slash Sunday Scaries podcast. Uh, who knows? The URL might change in the near future. We don't know. But right now it is youtube.com slash Sunday Scaries podcast. You can watch all these episodes right there. Uh, additionally, listener companions drop on willdefreeze.substack.com. Uh, I just kind of take stuff from this episode, put it all in one place. Makes it a lot easier for you to digest some of the stuff if you're uh, having trouble or wanting links to anything. Uh, also at retail.pod on Instagram, we're almost at a thousand followers, Barry. Wow. like really close to a thousand followers to the point where I'm checking right now just to make sure, but I'm, I'm just going to say it. Our thousandth follower will be the lad bruv or the last bruv of the week Okay, for the retail therapy <laughs> podcast. 
Who knows? Wait, what is, what is the female version? The last bruv? Last bruv. Last bruv, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I had to come up with it on the spot. Uh, but <laughs> either way, actually, a thousand follower, thousand follower might get a DM about something. Okay. Maybe, maybe they might get a little backtrack to like a giveaway or something. Mm. We'll see. We'll okay. see. Uh, and outside of that, oh, yeah, uh, I am going to be gone uh, late next week, but we will be releasing an episode while I'm out of town. Uh, we'll be recording it next week. We're probably going to do listener questions. So if you want to go do that and submit your questions, you can either submit them whenever I put up the prompt at retail.pod on Instagram, or I'm probably going to put up one on uh, on Scaries as well if we don't get enough questions through Retail Therapies Instagram. But I want to I want to pump the Retail Therapy Instagram before I'm going to give those I'm going to give those questions first. Right first, yeah. I think that makes sense. Right of first refusal. Well, Barrett, because I just mentioned being out of town, I'm going to lead off today with a conversation that I desperately need your help with. Yeah, okay. So I don't know how much you've been following the news lately when it comes to travel. London Heathrow Airport is in a bad place. They are losing luggage. I think they're understaffed, and that's the issue. So the luggage is just taking forever to get out. It could take over – I mean, I think the average wait time there is four-plus hours to get your bags and stuff. What? It's insane. You get off the plane and then you wait for four hours. That's to get what I'm your being bags? told. Yes, it's bad. And so, and additionally, <laughs> uh, I mean, some people are waiting two to three days to get theirs, even though their stuff is in London. They just don't yeah. have the manpower to bring it in. Wow. So, I, I do think. I mean, Heathrow is is. Hopefully, I'm I'm not wrong here. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right. It's one of the largest and most trafficked airports in the world. I think I think it's massive. Yeah. Uh, and so so it, I'm pretty sure it's one of those ones where like. You fly in and, you know, your plane gets to the to the to the jet bridge or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then that might be like miles away from like the baggage claim. Probably. You know, it's one of the so so they those those short the short staffing really, really affects those airports that are huge like that. Well, I let let me tell you, let me just let me throw out one thing here first, because a couple weeks ago, what what I gave out as my imminent cop was uh, AirPod Pros because I wanted the noise canceling. Yeah. Um, there were some comments on a clip that we released, which I, I, I saw them after I made the discovery for myself, but we're like days away here from Apple releasing new iPhone and new tech overall. And one of the things that's coming out is updated AirPod pro, which will apparently be better for sweat working out longer battery life and like other, like, you know, good things. And so I'm, I'm, I am, I'm, I did catch that and I, I did not go AirPod pros. So I'm waiting. What I did go was AirTag, which I think you have. You already own them. That's my guy. I got. I have seven AirTags. I think I'm AirTagging everything. That that's that they are. I, I, they're good. I just I tossed one in our checked bag for this uh, for this trip, and it was just nice to have the peace of mind that I could like just see that it had made it. Barrett, you might have seen some life leave my body while you were just talking. I I, I did. I did. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question, and I really hope your answer is what I want it to be. Okay. All right. Are they releasing? A new AirPod Max on this new wave of Apple tech releases. <laughs> because if they are, I'm finding myself in quite the conundrum here as I have a pair uh, en route to me that have been engraved from Apple. And wow. I do not want to deal with – I don't want to be the idiot that receives them the day that the new ones get announced because that would kill me inside. <laughs> Um, from what I've read, there is, there is not new AirPod Max technology releasing, which, which generally tracks, I think, because they're, they're a bigger, more expensive 
body that like I don't think needs as many updates as apparently the AirPod Pros do. Okay, because I've officially been influenced at this point, Barrett. You you you'd had enough. I've had enough of seeing these I've, like I've, all these Instagram models just walking around in AirPod Maxes, yeah. and so finally. I decided that if I'm if I'm ever gonna spend good money on headphones, it should be before I go to Europe on like and have like these really long flights. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I I did it. <laughs> so that's what you did. You I, did okay, I financed them using my Apple Card <laughs> for six easy payments. Okay, I got it. okay. Quick question: Why did you decide to have them engraved? Uh, just in case I, I, I've never really left anything on a plane before, but in case I left them on a plane, I was hoping that somebody would maybe give them to me. Okay. That being said, no one's going to give back an, an, some AirPod pros to a dude that lives in the United States. Yeah. So like if I lose them in Europe, it's done. <laughs> like they're gone. Because that, that also adds to the time that adds to the time that it takes to get them to you. If you, I'm being honest, like if be, I'm being completely be honest, close. no, no, they're, I'm good. They're okay. going to get here Monday. All right. If I'm being honest, I did not actually care if i got them engraved but i i for some reason added them to my cart like three months ago on the apple store app and they were still sitting in my cart when i went in to actually go buy them and i was like oh that's easy and i saw they were engraved and i saw they deliver about three days later yeah and i was like i kind of want to take the engraving off so i can just get them like literally tomorrow yeah and uh i was just too lazy and so i just (laughs) left the engraving on there So, All right. so if anyone finds some black AirPod Maxes with at will to freeze on them, please, please return them. Okay. Well, um, sorry to derail us there. No, it's but, okay. But to get back to your trip, I, I know you've got this packing conundrum that we're going to get to. But now, uh, you know, myself and all of our listeners, we do expect like a mirror selfie of you like looking hot in AirPod Max. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be doing that all through Europe. Yeah. yeah that's all I'm doing. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I can look hot, but I will take <laughs> photos and post them of myself. Okay. Well, so because of this, because of this backup in luggage, I am faced with something that I don't want to do because I simply don't have time to wait on luggage. And that is that I am going to be packing for nine nights, 10 days in both England and Italy to, and I will be packing only in carry-ons. That, that, that is, that is incredibly ambitious. Is, 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 is your wife going to do this as well? Yes, Barrett. It's not good. It's not good. We've even talked to people about it and they're like, no, as much as I don't want to tell you this, like you, you have to carry on everything. They're like, it's just too backed up. And if we didn't leave the very next morning from London, we would probably just do it and say like, hey, if our stuff gets lost for a couple of days, we'll be fine. We can Got bring it. some changes right. of clothes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we don't have the time to sit there and go do it. And if they lose like our stuff for the wedding, her bridesmaid dress, yeah. my tuxedo, things yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, even even traveling domestically. Uh, so, I mean, sorry to keep referring to this trip that I just went on, but like we, we did the same thing. Like we put all of our good, like everything that we would absolutely need for the wedding, everything that was super important for like the first day or two, we put in carry on. Exactly. And then check, just checked one bag. But yeah, we were not a- a- anticipating any type of four hour wait to even collect bags. And uh, it, it sounds like almost like a guarantee that like you're just going to have to leave the airport and they'll get your bags to you like when they can, basically. Yeah. Which yeah. is insane. I was um, even told that if you have an air tag in your bag, like it doesn't matter. Like not, nothing is getting lost, lost. Right. It's just it's backed, just backed up. up. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So I, I guess what, what, how are you going to tackle toiletries is my first – because that's – that honestly, number one reason I ever check a bag is just so that I do not have to deal – with like putting everything in little three ounce bottles and getting all the little plastic tin, you know, tins and all that. Like that's, 
That's the toiletries is the hardest part about not checking. Almost. I'm honestly probably just going to buy some when I get there. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I th- because uh, I just don't know that the one thing that also worries me is that we're flying British Airways and their carry on size is slightly smaller than other carry ons. Wow. We, I have read that it's not, it shouldn't be a huge deal. Like they shouldn't yeah. actually check you and say no, but it does scare me a little bit. Okay. I will be packing exclusively uh, in, I will be putting my tuxedo in a garment bag yep. that Sally and I will be sharing yes. and that will act as one of our carry-ons. Yep. We will also each be bringing an away larger carry-on suitcase, yep. one each for ourselves, yep. which will act as our main things, mm-hmm. our main vessels. And then the final thing that we'll be packing is a duffel bag that should work. If okay. they say no, it's going to be a situation. Can, can I throw out one more idea that maybe you've thought of, maybe you haven't? I would love you to, because I will take anything at this point. Uh, so, so is there any type of hotel that you're getting to, like where you're staying for the wedding, that you you will be at for multiple days? Yes, we will be, we will be staying at our our first location where we'll be staying for more than one day. Yeah, we will be there for th- I believe three nights, but we will really be leaving at like six a.m. on the final day. Yeah, okay. and then the next place will be for four nights. So one option, not inexpensive but you could just ship stuff straight to that hotel we've thought of, we're, we're we've we're currently thinking about doing this and it's kind of a make or break time for this move yeah because i, I i'm fairly i'm i'm reasonably positive positive that if you call them and tell them you're doing this they'll be like yeah sure we'll hold it for you until you get here i i'm thinking about doing that another thing that we are thinking about doing is sally has already purchased this and we're going to give it a test run uh later this week we are going to try uh pretty much vac sealing some okay. of our clothing. Okay. Yeah. Maybe some of the larger items. Maybe yeah. some of the stuff that needs to fit into a, the, the larger yeah. carry-on that doesn't work. My biggest concern, though, is not – I, I know that I can figure it out. I know that I will be able to figure it out. I have been told that we might be able to do a one load of laundry when we're at one of the places that we're going to for okay. free because I know that at a lot of high-end hotels, which we're doing a honeymoon thing. So we're yep. staying at a nice hotel our final trip. Yep. They're probably going to charge you $25 to launder one shirt. <laughs> So I know I can do one load of laundry. My concern here is that, okay, I have my tuxedo that I have to bring. That's going to take up all my room in the garment bag. I have three dinners that I'm going to where I need to wear a jacket. Okay. Okay. So here's my question for you, Barrett. And this is all just part of the the greater conundrum here. Mm -hmm. When Can I wear one of my suit jackets as just a blazer for a dinner? Is that going to look egregious if I do this? Uh, you, not you mean not your tuxedo jacket, or you do mean your tuxedo? Jacket? No, no. I want to bring like just a linen coat, mm-hmm. my green linen coat, probably because I'm not going to buy a new suit, especially yeah. if I have to like I don't know. Can I just wear this with a pair of slacks to my dinners that I have to do a jacket to? Yes. Yeah. the 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 answer here, you, you can generally answer this question for yourself based on either how like formal, classic, traditional your suit is, or how unstructured, casual, textured. You know, those like those are kind of the two opposite ends of your spectrum here. If you're talking your navy or gray like interview business funeral suit, no, you cannot wear that jacket. It's a blazer. (laughs) Okay, you'll you'll look pretty silly. Okay, can I wear my my green linen casual blazer? Got something that's like unstructured, no no padding in the shoulders. Um, if it's a color like a green or something like that. That's that stuff typically works much much better as like as a separate essentially, um, and it, and a lot of that type of stuff. Like if you if you shop at J Crew or Todd Snyder, it's one of the reasons why they even sell a lot of their suits as separates because some of those coats uh, work just fine as as a blazer basically. So yeah, I do, I do think that that your green suit 
uh, that jacket separated from the pants does work as like a, as a sport coat or a blazer. Okay. My, what pants am I supposed to wear with these? This is what's stressing me out now because I, I, I kind of already mentally committed, even if you told me I couldn't do that. Yeah. But I I don't have any pants that I feel comfortable doing. Do I need to buy like a pair of like nice slacks in order to do this? I'm not opposed to doing so because I do just need nice slacks in general. Yeah. Well, so I, I I guess the question is these places where a jacket is required, I kind of feel like those are the same establishments that will say no to denim. They will. Yeah. Probably. So I also do don't like feel the... I don't think I have any denim that I would say would look good enough to even do that. Like yeah. I I, I don't there's... even I don't know if I'm gonna pack jeans on this trip. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the the I feel like there are some like spots in Italy which are very, you know, sprezzy and mm-hmm. like Bruno, Brunello Cuccinelli vibes where like you can do the kind of almost like dad jeans with a yeah. with, with a cool blazer, but yeah, if 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 you want to do um, you know, the slacks with that, then then you you might need to sort something out, especially with like a green blazer where you 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 can't really just throw like any old like pair of chinos together with it. Yeah. Like, the colors do kind of need to go together a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. So you you might have to be out on the hunt this week for uh for some type of kind of tailored semi-formal but n- but still sort of casual trouser. I'm in hell right now. I hate packing anyway <laughs> and the idea that I have to pack for 10 days in one and a half carry-ons is just absolutely devastating. Uh, what could you're talking about separating the jacket couldn't you just wear the suit? I could wear the suit every night to dinner. I'm just worried that if there was a place that is more like kind of casual, but mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, I, I want to be dressed up. Like right. it is, it is a nice wedding. It is my kind of honeymoon. I kind of want to get a little fancy the entire time. And so I could wear that, but I feel like I'm going to want, I feel like deep down, I'm going to want to wear a nice pair of slacks with it. Yeah. I yeah. think really I'm looking for a license just to go get a new pair of slacks. I think you need a pair of new, a new pair of slacks. Yeah. I, I already have to go get a new tux shirt. As I pulled out my old tuck shirt, thinking it was going to be fine, and then I saw so many stains on it from the I, last I, time that I, I wore it. I can't tell you how many times I've done this. <laughs> like, like, put away a suit or a tuxedo and be like, oh, yeah, this thing's fine. And then you go to pull it out the next time. You're like, how did I miss this red wine yeah. stain? How drunk was I when I thought that this shirt was fine to hang back up? Yeah. Like, I could not believe the stains on the shirt that I pulled out. It was shocking yeah. that I even thought that it was okay to, to do that. I, I feel like I, I do not advocate, you know, dry cleaning does, like, break down the threads in your clothes. So you, sh- you shouldn't do it more often than, than you need to. So, like, I don't – I'm definitely not a person that, like, wears a suit to a wedding or an event and it's like, boom, it's going to the dry cleaner. Mm-hmm. But your shirts, if you wear a shirt to an event, chances are like that thing just needs to go in the wash or to the dry cleaners, like even if you think it's clean. You actually inspired me on that front because for the longest time, I would just dry clean stuff all the time. I would clean stuff all the time. And like I was very anal about doing all that. You told me when we were working at Grand X that you didn't, I mean, a lot of times you don't wash the clothes. You just leave it. Yeah. You steam it out, steam do whatever. Out. Yep. And You've changed a lot of how I operate when it comes to those things. I will fold sweaters and just put them right away. I will take shirts and hang them right back up if I've just gone out for like a quick drink with somebody or something. Yep. You and I had a drink, I think, last week. And yep. I just took I, – ah, no, I didn't take those. I th- I'm thinking of something else. I got real sweaty at our drink last <laughs> yeah. week. We were, you know, outdoors, like 97 degrees. It was <sighs> tolerable, but mm-hmm. sweaty. Yeah, but when you do this now, now that I've done this and I think I'm okay, I, then, I, then I find myself in the situations where you open it up and see that red wine stain and think, what the hell just happened? What, what are you going to do about shoes? So I'm going to pack. I, in my mind, I have three pairs of shoes that I want to pack. I need to pack a pair of nice loafers. That I can wear to the wedding. It's a black tie wedding. 
Uh, so I will be bringing uh, my Belgian loafers that I'll be wearing to that and to pretty much any nice dinner. Okay. Like, and I'm the, just going to use those as my plug-and-play nice yeah. shoes. And those don't take up too much space. No, no. Yeah. And those can those can fit very, very easily at the bottom of anything, pretty much. Yeah. From there, I'm, I'm a little stressed. I'm probably going to wear a pair of sneakers on the plane just because we're going to do a lot of walking while we're over there. So your Nikes, your, your trail Pegasus. Probably going to do those. Yep. And then I would love to get some other shoes. I think I'm going to get some shoes... I'm either going to pack a pair of Sabas that can also pack very light, Yep. whether it's the loafers or the Babas that are the slides. The slides pack so light that I almost might just force myself to do that. Yep. But I don't really have any other shoes that I really want to bring. And so I really just need to figure out a way to pack two small pairs of shoes. Okay. I think I can do that. I think yep. I can figure that out pretty easily. Or I, I I have entertained the idea of just showing up to the airport looking like Joey from Friends when he wears all of Chandler's <laughs> clothes. Because I think that would work for me. So if if you see me showing up to the Austin Bergstrom airport wearing like a giant cardigan sweater over like or underneath like a suit mm-hmm. or something, like just don't ask questions. I'm trying to get to Europe with as little checked baggage as possible. Do the and then you mentioned a garment bag. Does your garment bag have like? Is it one of the kind of fancier ones or is it just straight nothing but zip down, zip back up? Straight nothing but zip down, zip back up. Okay. It's yeah. a classic Filson garment bag that I got using our old discount code. Nice. Very, very good purchase. So no little extra code. exterior pockets or anything like that? One giant exterior pocket where you can put, I would say you can put dress shirts and stuff like that in that exterior pocket okay. because it will all lay very flat yeah. in there. Yeah. And since we're going to steam everything anyway. Yeah, yeah that's what you, you got to do. You just got to look for every nook and cranny. I, lo- I love your idea of the, vac- of the vacuum sealing. I mean, <laughs> that's, like, that's an extra step, but... It, it might be essential. To, I'm already to, to dreading get, to like get ten days in in uh, in check check bags. I am dreading the night before we fly back of me hand pumping <laughs> my clothes in these little bags so that I can fit them all into my carry on. I'm just absolutely dreading it. Oh well, Barrett, you've made me feel a little bit better. I will be making a run probably to the domain this week to get uh, a pair of slacks, a new tuxedo shirt. And honestly, I'm not even sure what else. I, I I'm very stressed about this. I, I'm I I will probably be putting a lot of stuff up about this trip overall on uh, the Sunday Scaries feed. Yeah, I'm. But, um, I, I, you know, I I feel like I'm a just a chronic overpacker, so it's extra scary to me. But for anybody that's like, are you are you generally a lighter packer? No, I'm no? I'm, I'm the packer. trademark overpacker. Yeah, okay. I, it'll All be right. a long weekend away, and I will have a fifty pound suitcase yeah. that I'm bringing to the airport. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I've uh, I've naturally yeah. had to become a much lighter packer since uh, Fritz was born mm-hmm. because we have to pack so much of his stuff that right. I have become a lot more efficient. Even when we went to like, I mean, obviously, I, I should have done it this way. I'm, I shouldn't be patting myself on the back. But when we did like the Dead and Company concert in LA for 24 hours, like I packed like nothing. Yeah, I packed one change of clothes and then just rolled out of bed the next day and got on the flight and went home. So yeah. if, I mean, I'm getting better. But at a place like this where you're trying to be yeah, you're yeah, trying you, to be Lux Italian. Yes, oh yes. yeah. I want to get I want to get nice with it. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Well, I have been putting off thinking about fall until this trip is over because I'm trying to channel those summer talented Mr. Ripley vibes. Uh unfortunately, a lot of the world is about to get smacked right in the face with a lot of fall stuff. And Barrett, I trust you as much as anybody when it comes to trends, when it comes to things that are coming out, when it comes to just general intel. And the yeah. first thing that I thought of when I was ta- thinking about today's episode was, you know what? It's probably sneaky time to start talking fall trends. It, you know, based on the way that uh, the, you know, just the, the fashion calendar works, it, it is time. 
lot lot of fall 22 stuff has already come out um you know smaller brands like the ones i work for howler brothers we've already put our we've already put out like the bulk of our collection uh the the designer stuff is like coming in every day and uh and and you know the day after this podcast releases it will be september which is that that's it's basically fashion christmas for me that is the cutoff like once it's september it's fall I don't, I don't operate by weather. I don't operate by like the vibe of anybody else. I just operate when it's really September or Labor Day. Like it's just fall after that. Right. Right. So it it is time to to start thinking about some of this stuff, even if you're not ready to, to pull trig on any purchases just yet. Okay. I'm ready to pull trig. I'm so ready. (laughs) I've been, I have been saving, uh, not saving. I have been not buying material items for a very long time. So I'm looking for you to convince me to buy some stuff today. Well, so I put together three, tr- through a, a list of three trends today that, that I, I think are, are kind of some key ones to pay attention to. And what I like about each of these three trends is that they are kind of equally applicable to both men and women. Okay. Um, the, the, I, I'll be the first to tell you that like my, my knowledge of women's wear is, is not as strong as it is for men's. And I always gravitate more towards the the women's stuff that like has some menswear uh influence or some tailoring to it or 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 shares some common threads so so this is um just a quick caveat that that at least a couple of these will you know have that have that shared kind of um synapse with with menswear because it's what i'm kind of most in tune with you and i have talked about it before though like i I know you've told me before that you have drawn a lot of inspiration for like fashion just in general from women's stuff. Yeah. I, I've started to do that a lot more and I kind of love it. Yeah. And it, and, and it, it's kind of, you know, it is circular in nature, right? Because yeah. like it, it, I'll see women doing menswear better than women. And then those types of outfits kind of like influence me. So it's, it is, you know, it is, a, it's a time as a flat circle in that way. But, uh, but yeah, you want to get started? I would love to. Okay. So the first thing is something that, uh, this is not a new trend, um, but it is just like, it, it's kind of peak trend. It's something that we've talked about over on Club Cool before, but uh, but it's, I'm going to start with footwear, specifically boots. Okay. Uh, and the thing about boots, and this is any boot, is that it's got to be chunky. It's got the bigger, the better, uh, the gnarlier, the, the, the more lugs sold it is, the taller it is, uh, just the more kind of like outrageous and extreme it looks that, that, that's just, that's where we're going. We're at boot maximalism. Um, and, and I think the boots that personify this the most are probably the Bottega Veneta tire boots that have kind of dominated for, um, for a fall or two now here. People are going to hear me clopping up if I, if I get anything like this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they will. Um, and <clears throat> Oh, by the way, if you are somebody who's like, I wish I could see what he's talking about right now, this is the reason you should go to youtube.com slash Sunday Scaries podcast where right. you can see Barrett scrolling through all of this on the screen right now. Uh, but but so here's an article from earlier this year uh, from GQ. Front and center is the Bottega tire tire boot. And then I also have some, an editorial pulled up from Net-A-Porter uh, where, again, nearly the exact same boot is also pictured for women. So great example of, of how this kind of crosses over. Um, another thing that I like about this, about, about this trend is that even though the, 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 the through line is, is this big chunky boot, you can kind of take it in any direction you want. So if you like want to get crunchier with it, there's like all sorts of hiking boots that have like these bigger 
soles and then they'll also get like the you know you'll 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 get the lacing systems with the with with the metal eyelets and maybe like a colored lace and something cooler like that um if you want to keep it really dialed in there's like plenty of like chelsea boot options uh if you're more grunge you like flannels ripped jeans that type of stuff there's doc martens and like the combat boot uh kind of aspect of it um and then even for like you know even for our fellow Texans and like Southern state people that don't actually get cold enough weather to wear any of this stuff until December at the earliest, there's plenty of like loafer options as well that, that kind of, that do the big soles or the lug soles or something like that. A lot of great pairs from Isabel Morant, Doc Martens, like I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there, there's, there's a ton of options here, a lot of different ways that you can go with it. And, uh, and for women, it's, it's, it's also pitched as essentially going with anything, whether you're doing, uh, that girl, oversized blazer tailoring or, um, you know, Gigi Hadid style athleisure, uh, or, or, or if you're just kind of like making, uh, you know, you're doing something very feminine, like a floral dress or something like that, a midi dress, you can still do a chunkier boot and kind of like make it more capital F fashion. (sighs) What if I'm just like a generic dude who wears hypothetically, of course, speaking, I'm just some generic dude that wears like, I don't know, Lululemon chinos every day to work and I want to get some chunky boots. Like what kind of upgrades do I need to make in order to accommodate some of these chunkier boots? Well, so here's, I'm going to go the reverse with it. How about what boot do you need to not, what boot do you need to follow this trend and not have to make too many adjustments? There you go. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the, the, you know, I mentioned how this can be like a hiking boot type thing. Yeah. So I'm just going to throw up two different versions uh, of this that are kind of like, you know, one's the fashion version and uh, one will be essentially like what inspired this. So the first one is this, um, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the expensive fashion iteration of this. Uh, this is called the Wilson boot from Reese Cooper, one of my favorite designers. Okay. Um, and this is just like a straight up take on a classic hiking boot. Yeah, that this is what you would see. I mean, this is a, a much more modern version of what you would see. Like, I mean, if you're looking through old school ski photos of people from like way back, yeah, like that's the kind of boot that you would see. And that's, I mean, that's, it's a classic silhouette. It does. It's got that, like that, that bigger cutout on the sole, which like you're saying is, is very vintage um, and, and almost a nod to like, you, you know, original ski boots. Um, and then one of the things that you're getting here is, is like a super specialized Vibram sole and then really cool color options. Uh, and then each of these boots is going to come with like three different pair of laces. It's got this kind of funky lacy lacing system. So you can do all this crazy stuff with it, but let's say you're, you're, you're not ready to spend $600 on the fashion version of this and like buy a bunch of like oversized baggy cargo pants to go along with them. (laughs) Boom. Right here. We have the, a Merrill hiking boot that looks awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like th- this is, uh, you can probably walk into REI and find a pair of these. They're 120 bucks the last few years. Um, and, and Merrill, which ha- actually, as it happens, uh, it has, is doing some collaborations with Reese Cooper come, uh, or has some collaborations with Reese Cooper coming up. Check out the soul. It's still a vibrant soul. You're getting a really like, you know, on trend, earthy suede colorway. There's a reason why this boot is already like, it, you know, running out of sizes. My size is gone. Yeah. My size is gone. I Uh, do like this. But so this, this is, there's a, there's a leather option. There's a black option. Uh, you know, if, if, if if that's your vibe and Merrill's not the only brand that, that has this type of boot, but that, that's where we're going here. If, if, 
if you just want to like get in on this, but kind of keep your standard, uh, more traditional wardrobe okay. alive. Okay. I think that makes sense for me. I, I just, I am not, I'm still so hesitant on like the, the wider pants, you know, I'm not yeah. going, I'm not buying, I'm done buying pants that are slim fit, but I'm still hesitant in going above just like the kind of, you know, whatever. Right. Fit. Well, I mean, even a straight fit feels very modern right now. Like you don't have to buy like the big Chino from, exactly. from J crew, yeah. you know, to, yeah. to like, to, to look like, you know what you're doing. The other thing about this, the, this aspect, you know, for men or women, if you go kind of like the chunkier, like hiking boot range, but really with all these, the, the, the shoes that I get the most wear out of the, like the reason why at the current moment, you can usually find me in like a pair of Solomon, um, trail sneakers. And for you, like your, your Nike Pegasus, mm-hmm. like if it can stand up to any weather and I don't have to worry about like ruining them, I'm wearing them all the time. hundred percent. Yeah. I, and I, I'm actually wearing those Nike Pegasus right now. And I went back to go buy another pair because I wear them so often yep. that I was like, even if it's a different color, they are sold out of like everything <laughs> in my size. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Knowing that these have held up so well throughout all the times that I've been wearing them, it makes me more likely to wear them and just randomly throw them on because I know that they will stand up to everything and they've done so and they still don't look very like tattered or bad. Yeah, yeah. That's the... And hiking boots will do that exact same thing for you unless yes. unless you're in a place that's like, you know, don't get swayed if you're living in New York City and expect them to last for like five seasons. Yeah, or at least be okay with a little bit of dirt and splatter that does happen to stain them. Um, also get yourself some suede spray. Uh, but for those that are just listening, that was the men's Moab Two deconstructed mid by Merrill one trail. Uh, if, if you need a, if you need to pull that up on your phone right quick and and you don't have the the email or the, or the video up to see it. Uh, okay. You ready to move on to the next one? Will? yes. All right. Uh, this is actually going to be a callback to something that you were talking about just a minute ago, but everybody, you got to get some trousers. And what I, what I mean by this is, is mostly that you need pants that are one, not denim, and two, not athleisure. Okay. So that an athleisure, that's your joggers and your sweats and 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 that type of thing. Um, I just did a screen grab here uh, if you're watching on uh, on YouTube because this is just what popped up when I when I googled for women trousers. Um, and uh, this is from Google, so all of these are are you know paid for in some way, shape or form. But I thought it was a nice little snapshot of, of kind of, of, of the women's look that I'm talking about, which is a kind of high-waisted, but voluminous tailored pant. Uh, it just so happens that every item that was pulled up in the, in the search results here, uh, was like a kind of a pair, uh, a color of uh, khaki tan. And then the, um, it, just a really nice array of, of brands that, that I certainly follow along with and that, that I, I think are, are really like approachable for women. Um, and still at kind of different price points, we've got J crew and Everlane pictured on the kind of on, on the most approachable end. And then, uh, two of my favorite contemporary brands for women, Reformation and Cezanne, um, and, and all four offering, you know, from eighty nine fifty to one one ninety five. you know, so we're, we're, we're not totally breaking the bank for these, but like, Getting out of the getting out of the denim comfort zone, I think, is going to be huge this fall. Uh, I've done a lot of talk about like elastic waists for shorts mm-hmm. on guys, and now we're finally seeing that kind of come to fruition in all sorts of pant silhouettes as well. Um, let me take you to a men's brand that I really liked. 
uh, that I really like. It's uh, it's John Elliott. So we will be on the more expensive side of pants for guys here. But why I wanted to 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 pull them up is because they're kind of they've basically got an option in every type of silhouette that I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> so we've got like our double pleat, um, very loose kind of like a dressy trouser here. Are we liking pleats? Uh, we are liking pleats. I've yeah. always been a fan of pleats, but I just haven't. Uh, a lot of pleated pants are on the much higher end of the pricing spectrum. Yep. I assume just because of the construction. The construction and, and, and low. Like I mean, cheap companies don't make pleated pants. Yeah, and and it's it's also like because it's been something that is being pushed forward. Um, you know, on the trendier side. Like it just takes time for that type of stuff to make its way down to you know the least expensive brands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then like uh, Noah, I tried on some Noah yeah. pleated pants. Noah's been doing it for several seasons. This I, this was before COVID because I was in the store in New York and I haven't been back since. Um, and I tried them on not knowing what the price was, and I <laughs> I absolutely fell in love with them. I was like, these are the most comfortable pants I've put on in years. These fit perfectly. I love them. And they they released a very very similar pair on their site uh, for fall this year that I will not be getting. But if anyone's out there looking to to spend on some real nice trousers, I don't I will not steer you away from the Noah ones, even though I can't vouch for them totally. I, I think what pleats also do, uh, kind of in this new era of of uh, of more relaxed pants, is they give you all that comfort up top while still allowing for like a slightly slimmer more tapered pant length mm -hmm. you know um uh, but an, uh, so another great option here is like this more technical trouser which does have a half elasticized waistband um but is a little bit more cropped and in some type of synthetic blended fabric uh I'm, i i can't remember what the exact composition is but you know something that is a little bit more durable and uh, resistant to to a variety of elements. Um, and then here's that easy trouser that I talked about, full elasticized waistband on this. You can really dress this up or dress it down with hoodies and a t-shirt. Uh, uh, point being, you got to find space in your wardrobe for something that's not jeans. And I'm talking to myself there as well, because like, f you know, uh, for this, for, for my Colorado trip, like only pants that I had that weren't part of my suit jeans See, and i kind of felt like a schlub i'm just i'm just now getting into the jean game and, <laughs> and i'm having to get out well so you stayed out of the denim game for long enough that that now it's just back on on into your favor well i did just put a link in here for you barrett i i have a friend who works for ayr and okay. she uh let me know that they are going to be launching some men's stuff soon and she said please hit me up i will send you some stuff and so i finally decided that instead of trying to get some type of um, jeans or something in the past, I've been just buying jeans from place or like, I mean, if I get a discount through a sponsor or something like that, I've been going full jeans just because I'm like, well, I don't know what works on me. So sure. I'm just going to get some, some of those. But I was like, you know what? I'm getting a free pair of nice pants. I'm going to go with a pair of like just straight up trousers. And I got the pal from AYR. These aren't released yet. So I don't so actually know anything about them. Is AYR, wasn't this the sister brand to Bonobos? I have no clue. Sally has bought a couple matching sets from AYR that okay. are kind of like beachy and vacationy and stuff like that. And um, I, yeah, I, to be honest, Bear, I'm not really sure. It was a company that I'd heard of a lot and, and it wasn't something I ever thought of. And my friend reached out to me and said she start, recently started working for them. And when I went on their site and saw that they had men's, I kind of fell in love with a couple pieces that they had on here. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, are 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 you receiving these before you said trip? Hell, if I if I am, they will be. And if I, if I do get them before the trip, and they fit me well, mm-hmm. they will be making the trip with me. as, yeah. I, as I will feel confident in them. Yeah, this is a, um, this is a, a great example of 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 you know of exactly what I'm talking about. Um, they have a ton of different ones on here. I will say it is it is a little pricier, and so like I did have the luxury of getting them for free. Um, but it is a, like a much more kind of like wider leg. It's got those kind of cre- like creases down the center. Yep. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what this, this dive in looks like. Yeah. That's the AYR, the pal. And yeah, lo- looks like a mid September release on these. So uh, I will keep everyone updated on how they go. Yeah, definitely. Please do. But that, but that's kind of, and look, denim, denim, never, denim, never dies. That, no. You know, that's a great name for a podcast. Uh, <laughs> but uh and that's an offshoot that's 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 denim never dies by retail therapy by by sunday scaries yes yeah Yeah, exactly uh and and i'm certainly not like rushing to sell denim like that's still probably what i will wear the most often this fall um but but i am looking forward to like working trousers whether they be you know paired very casually or like you were suggesting kind of like with some type of tailoring or, or or suit separate or sport coat um, and then for women as well, I just think it's, 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 uh, I'm, I'm just seeing trousers everywhere. The high waist is still really popular. Uh, and then just the volume, you know, let like, if you want to take it all the way to the top, let's just think about like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's the row mm-hmm. or Phoebe Philo's Celine. Like those are two st- just hit so hard. Still, they still matter. They still, how do the Olsen twins get away with this? infiltrate the, 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 the whole you know, the whole fashion zeitgeist and, and those are kind of two, like, just like, those are the zeniths of, of, of trousers when I, when I think about this type of stuff. How's Michelle Tanner getting away with charging this much on the row? Because they do it really well. They, they do, but it's, I feel like I've been numbed to like high-end prices, but mm-hmm. just based on like my old job and like just kind of, you know, following brands that I like and things like that. And I will still go to the row and be like, man, that is expensive. <laughs> like, that is crazy. So I, 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 I think that... I love it all, though. Yeah. Like That's what, the issue. What they did is is they basically, like, took it upon themselves to perfect what I would call, like, voluminous minimalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and they because they are who they are and because their brand has been successful, they no longer... Like, they just don't have to worry about anything like how many units they make or how much something costs. It just costs what it costs because anybody buying their stuff doesn't have to think about that type of thing. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, uh, and so I-, I love the way it all looks. I was just recently, you know, having this conversation about what if I just got rid of everything I own clothing wise and I just dedicated myself to just buying like one thing from the road. <laughs> and you season. just wore it every day. Yeah. And that was just like, and, and I, the truth is if you did that, you would even, the highest in garment like that, you if you wore it too much, you would burn through it, uh, and 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 it wouldn't wouldn't hold up for so season after season after season. If I bought these comparable uh, mo wool and mohair uh, trousers over here for nine hundred ninety dollars, you're mm-hmm. telling me that I would eventually wear them out. If you wore them every single day, yeah, yeah, you might. Kay. But I, I don't know. I mean, they, they're probably pretty durable. And what I have heard, just to to wrap it up on the row, is that like you really like once you feel it, it's like you just you get it. Like everything is just that's the scary part about like high end brands. Yeah. Once you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, I can't forget how good this felt the first time. Like the first time I ever felt a um like elder statesman sweater, yeah, it changed the way that I looked at cashmere forever because it was like, oh, like I've been feeling like the J. Crew cotton cashmere my entire life. Like people are actually wearing this stuff like out. <laughs> like there people are letting like rain get on these cashmere sweaters. Like, what's going on? Yeah. 
What do we got next, Barrett? Okay, the last thing that I've got here is, uh, maybe you heard of this this summer, is Barbiecore. I have heard of this. I don't think I knew exactly what it meant, though. Okay, so uh, basically, like, if you saw Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox on a press tour this summer for, like, all of his albums or whatever else he was promoting, you you saw Barbiecore, like, done to its peak. Um, Another way you may have seen this is through all of the shots that that have been making their way to to Instagram of Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling actually filming the Barbie movie. I mean, they they've gone all in. They've gone all in. Um and then uh you know, Kim Kardashian has been doing a lot of this pink stuff. Uh the, the, there she is again if you're watching on YouTube. Um it it's it's basically it's it kind of is what it sounds like. It's really bright pink in in kind of any way that that you want to that you want to throw it down, and then I've also I've, I've noticed quite a few uh, influencers wearing dresses that I would basically or or clothing dresses that I would call like party dresses, yeah, kind of in that like almost like late nineties, early two thousand Sex in the City vibe, yeah, um, where it's Dude. like silky or poly, um, they're 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 a little bit sexy, and then a lot of like bright colors. I've noticed a lot of chartreuse coming back, a lot of pink, a lot of kind of orange um just a lot of these like really bright poppy saturated colors in 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 kind of like party wear i've noticed for women and i could be just behind here i mean i don't i don't pay attention to red carpet fashion all that much um but i've just seen so many mini skirts on red carpets lately is that new or have i just not been really paying attention Uh, i think that i mean it reminds me of like high school for me, that that just falls into some of the things that some of the other aesthetics that we've talked about recently, whether it's like night looks or yeah. or just the, the the kind of or or just like the the blowback, the 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 um you know the the kind of the opposite movement from like all the wellness centered stuff. It's a little slutty, yeah. Right? Like, like it's a little sexy. Like no, like little, it is. Like, like it reminds me of like going out clothes that girls would wear in college to like you know like go dance and go yeah. do kind of that stuff and. The first time I saw it on the red carpet, I was like, huh, like that's not as dressed up as I would have expected this person. And I don't even want to say her name because I don't want to like throw her into the bus. It's not like <laughs> someone's super, super famous. Yeah. But like, I was like, oh, that's not really that dressed up. And then since I had that thought, I've been seeing it more and more. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is the cool girl. Like these cool girls are just wearing these things all the time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that that's, you know, it's a lot of kind of like Miami beachy tropical stuff, but, but less think less linen, less coastal grandma and mm-hmm. more like Miami vice kind of nights out at a dinner that didn't start until 1045. Right. <sighs> so, so a game that I can no longer play. <laughs> uh, okay. How does this translate to men? Obviously there are some men like machine gun Kelly pictured here wearing pink. Um, who else was that? that was Sebastian Stan at like a, let's see at a, at the Prada show. I want to say, um, either way he was decked out in pink. That might've been the, that might've been the Met Gala actually. Um, but the, where I would actually say that this works in more to menswear is just like the acceptance of color back into the wardrobe, especially mm-hmm. bright color. Uh, and then I, I, I would, I would say this is most personified. I mean, I'll just pull it up here by, um, the Marnie mohair cardigans that have dominated the last, uh, the last few seasons in all sorts of crazy argyles stripes. Uh, and then, you know, they're, they're, they're so, they're very recognizable because 
they always come in very bright colors. And then this, the, the mohair fabric that is used is also always super textured and you kind of look like a Muppet. Yeah. So, but, but this type of, this type of t- kind of shock of color and texture and, and just like bringing those punchier flavors back into a wardrobe are, are, are kind of, I think we'll start to see more of this starting with this fall. Um, another great example is like the super bright colors on those to bring it all back. Those Bottega Veneta tire boots that I mentioned yeah. as well. Um, you're seeing a lot of like cerulean blue or bright yellow or, or, or neon green. And so that's, that's how, that's how I would say the, uh, the Barbie core kind of translates best over onto the men's side. Has, have, have you bought anything yourself that is in line with what you've uh, spelled out today? Yeah. So the, the thing that I, I, that I would, the, the piece of this that, uh, I would say has been going on the longest is the boots, mm-hmm. the chunkier boots, the kind of the gravitation away from like those, those slimmer, cleaner silhouettes. And so I, I do have a, a couple of pair of boots that fall into that lug sole, you know, big chunky hiking boot category. I could see myself going this, like you brought up the Marnie mohair cardigans. I love mohair in general. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just talked at last week on Sunday scaries about wanting a mohair throw blanket because they're just so, they're so nice. Um, but now I'm like, man, having a mohair sweater might not be the worst thing. But like you said, all my like all my sweaters right now are black, gray, boring. Yeah. Solid colors. The one thing that I would love to add this winter when it's a lot cooler outside is just one of these brighter sweaters. And I, I have one that I could probably do. But I mean, I think there's th- these have been so evident on everything that I've been reading that like it's kind of hard to ignore at this point. Yeah, and, and I the, feel like this, these sweaters, like I think you said, it's been it's not just this year. I mean, I think these have been pretty the, yeah, hot the, for a while. The, this has been happening for you know I would say uh, I, I think it kind of like bubbled two falls ago and then was started to get very very big and you saw like a lot of like Stussy put out a, a, a bunch of yes. great colors of of a, of a fuzzy cardigan. Um, now when you, when you drop down to, to the, the hundred dollar range, $125 range, you won't get full mohair. You'll get like a nylon blend or a poly or acrylic or something like that. Um, that's where the, the, that's where the price really jumps is, is, is to get the mohair. Although you definitely don't have to spend Marnie price either. Um, they have faux mohair out there and like, it ain't bad. Yeah, no, no. Uh, (laughs) yeah. And, And even some of the nylon and poly stuff still, I mean, you ever walked into like West Elm and felt a throw blanket? It feels great. Yeah. It's all, yeah. it's all not poly. gonna complain it's about that. Poly. Not complaining. Um, so uh yeah, there are definitely ways to 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 jump in on this um for 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 approachable price points as well. And uh yeah, if you just pay attention to to you know, it my guess is that there's a J. Crew fuzzy cardigan on its way. Probably. You know what I mean? Probably. Like, I think there was even I mentioned Noah. Like I'm pretty sure Noah dropped some stuff that I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's definitely in in line with this. Well, Barrett, I'm sure this isn't the last time we're going to talk about fall fashion. Probably uh, Considering not. it's August, and it's definitely not the first time. So uh, if anyone out there has any anything that we missed, anything that we should talk about, or any questions that you have, again, we will be doing the, uh, some listener questions on next week's recording that we'll be releasing. The fo- Whatever. You guys get it. Um, <laughs> it's time. Wish list. Ooh. I'm going to let you start this week. I'll start this week. I'll start this week. Uh, I actually, while I was looking for wishlist items, I decided to zone out a little bit today and just hop on Instagram and something got marketed to me from a, a, a website that I follow called old school outdoor. And they sell a lot of vintage Patagonia items on there. I I don't really follow because I'm looking for vintage Patagonia. I mainly follow this because I just think that seeing those old items is kind of like, I mean, they even describe what I'm about to talk, talk about as being museum worthy of museum worthy piece. Um, but I'm talking 
about a very staple product made by Patagonia, and I'm talking about the stand-up shorts. I don't even think you can buy them currently on their site, but they put up some from the 1970s, so a straight-up vintage wow. pair of uh, the Chenard equipment, which was, I think that was before Patagonia before was even Patagonia. Patagonia. Yeah, yeah. They're in my size, 34. These things are in the condition of something that has been well loved <laughs> they look so soft and i'm like man I, I don't need these and i don't need to spend 225 dollars on a pair of stand-up shorts from patagonia with a four inch inseam <laughs> but i want to so i'm putting them on the wish list not an imminent cop not an imminent cop okay just a wish list item yeah these this is uh the, I, I always wonder you know like for with stuff from the ni- 1970s for example like stop and think about how old that means these are that means yeah. they're like what Going on fifty years old, yeah, yeah, and like think about like so like think how, about how like well small, medium, really large up? things like that. Think about like the way that sizing has had to have changed through the years. Think about like I, I mean I know these are thirty. Oh, it says thirty thirty two, and yeah, so I can't get these anymore. I, this is the second time in the one way, episode. The waist is coming all the way down to thirty two inches. Can't do yeah, that. Yeah. I can't. Your boy can't pull off. I can pull off thirty three. I can't pull off thirty two most of the time. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I don't know. There's something about like vintage Patagonia stuff that I think I will always have somewhat of a, a connection to. Maybe it's just because I like Yvonne Chouinard and like, I mean, the, like one of the very few books I've read in the last two years has been let my people go surfing by him. But I just think the vintage Patagonia stuff is cool just cause, and there's also a community around it, which is kind of fun to, to view from afar on Instagram and stuff. Did you go to their, uh, they have their, uh, what what do they call it? Who who are we talking about? Sorry, Patagonia. When they do their uh, oh well, well worn, yeah, well worn, well worn, something like that. Yeah, uh, I've definitely toyed around on the well worn site. Did you has, visit them when they came to Austin? No, I didn't get. To I it. went down there yeah. and I actually had them fix something for me, and they yeah, it was a pretty cool experience. It made uh, it definitely made me like Patagonia more from that experience. So I, I use a Patagonia uh, black hole bag. It's yeah. like a gym bag, yeah. and the the you know it's got kind of that like that like film almost on it. That's like the, some of the, the protective element of it. And like the handles have kind of worn through mm-hmm. on that. And so the next, next time they're, they're around, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to see if they'll like what they'll do for, Oh, they'll do something. Yeah. They will do something. I mean, Patagonia is very accommodating if something ever goes wrong with their stuff. They'll yeah. probably, just, I mean, the, uh, for a lot of people out there, they'll just send you something brand new. If you send in a damaged item, they don't like when their <laughs> stuff gets damaged. And then they'll flip it and, and give it to yeah, somebody else. Yeah, and sell else. it for $225. Oh, yeah, I guess I'm, you know, the realization that these fit like a 32 instead of a 34 is just devastating. So uh, we will endure. If I, I mean, maybe I should be thankful that I have a reason not to spend $225 on a pair of shorts that have about as much fabric as like a <laughs> sleeve. So I guess I'll throw it to you, Barrett. Yeah, okay. Um, so this is a this is a spring summer twenty two item from Engineered Garments that's hanging around in a few places and it's on sale uh, and it is it it personifies a, a wish list item in that I don't need it at all it's really impractical and silly um, but it's a it's it's called the cover vest from Engineered Garments and really what what attracts me to this is that this is one of my favorite prints that they've done in a really long time it's this super simple like kind of light olive, dark olive, uh, kind of like tropical leaf print. Um, and the vest, the impractical vest is something that I'm always attracted to. Mm-hmm. And I've tried it once and I, I, I with, with, a, I, I tried it with an 18 East vest once. 
I wore it like three times and then and then it just like went to the back of the closet and it landed on grailed like last year. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like I don't know. Are exactly. you still selling on grailed these days? Oh yeah. I might I might can you follow people on there? Yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm very green when it comes to grailed. Yeah. Um but this one I just I love the tactical nature of it. You know, I I want to picture myself just like throwing this on over a t-shirt and just like trudging out in into to downtown austin I, something that i literally never do barrett i can um, see you doing this though like i can actually see this happening in this like this works um here's like another site like has a guy wearing it i'll i'll, I'll pull it up you know like it's just it's very cool. It's kind of like military, but like not not too not too stolen valor. Yeah, no, no. I wouldn't say it's stolen valor at all. I think the print helps you out here. Um, if it was camouflage, if it was actual camouflage, not just like you know palm leaf over you. Yeah, then yeah. I might be like, yeah, right, Barrett's right. Barrett's trending a little too stolen valor. Yeah, but I just you know I just want to load up like this giant front pocket that sits on your chest with like you know an AirPod Max or something. <sighs> Don't test me. <laughs> Don't test me. Isn't that just the perfect little size pocket to drop in your over your AirPod Max? I think it is. Yeah. I really think it is, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I, this is just, it's an item that's hanging out. It's like, it's come down to like somewhere in between like, you know, it's like right at about 175 bucks. If it comes closer to the $100 and on any of these websites, it, it's... It's getting copped. I, I, I don't know why, but I am more into you getting this than I have been for some of your other items. Like, okay. I'm, I'm never anti any of your wishlist items, but this one in particular, I'm like, I kind of want Barrett to strut his stuff in this. Uh, well, okay. You might you might have just pushed me over the top. Let me, oh. let me, uh, let me the look. The pocket at, on the right chest looks like it would be perfect for the uh, the non-iPhone cell phones we talked about getting the other day or a couple episodes ago. That's, if oh, we just, yeah. If yeah. we just had like a cat, like we could just toss that thing in there and yeah. have room for more. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let, let me look, let me, let me figure out how much damage I did in Telluride and then, then we'll, we'll come back to this next week. Yeah. All the fall purchases that I've kind of discussed today or thought about that might all go out the window once we, uh, once we return back from Italy and <laughs> I'm on a, a, a straight up, like just you're moratorium. On that, you're on that ramen diet. Yeah. It's going to be tough, but we'll endure. Yeah. All right. Another one in the books had an absolute blast. Again, we'll probably be doing uh we'll be recording listener questions next week for release the week after when I'm out of town. And again, we will probably be prioritizing listener questions that come from the actual retail therapy Instagram story as opposed to the scariest one. But if you have a good question, we'll do our best to answer it. Barrett, do you have any closing thoughts for today? No, nope, no. Nope, another one in the books. It, like you said, it was, it was a, uh, it was a good one. It was a fun one. I'm, I'm always happy to, to start Talk and fall, man. I am never opposed to talk and yeah. fall. That's why we're making next week happen. We don't normally record two weeks in a row. It's happening during the fall season. Sorry. All right. I guess we'll see you guys uh, later.